This is Glenn Hauser with World of Radio 2232. World of Radio is a listener-supported public service program about communications around the world, above all, shortwave. On this edition, recorded February 29th, Alaska, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, Congo, Cuba, Europe, France, Germany, Indonesia, Liberia, Netherlands, North America, Oklahoma, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, Taiwan, Turkey, USA, Vanuatu, Yemen, Total Eclipse, and the Propagation Outlook. Standard Disclaimer. I'm glad to report that World of Radio has been resumed on WTWW in Lebanon, Tennessee. With many thanks to George McClintock and Bob Bierman. They had transmitter problems, but we're back on the air as of February 27th. Subject to anything further going wrong, the chosen time for World of Radio is Friday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. That is 0500 UT Saturdays, except starting March 16th when DST is in effect, that will become 0400 UT Saturdays. Alaska on Hardcore DX, Bill Smith reports that HARP research tests were being conducted February 28th to March 3rd UT on frequencies between 2.8 and 9.6 MHz. For further information, Google this, EI7GL Diary. On February 27th, Wolfgang Dusser in Germany observed that some of the KNX transmitters frequencies from Australia, that is, reached beyond Australia, were off frequency minus anywhere from 7 to 43 hertz, such as nominal 11825, 11875, 11945, 15320. Also off frequency minus approximately 15414.9, Radio Club de Ribeirão Preto in Brazil, still active on shortwave and heard by Manuel Mendes in Spain as of February 23rd, around 19 UT. According to the website, they already have five FM frequencies, presumably with different programming, and soon they'll have one more once they turn off 15415. I've been hearing a long wave beacon from Canada on 258 kilohertz, such as February 26th at 0727 UT, Dash and ZSJ. Of course, such call signs have nothing to do with ITU prefixes. The real ZSJ is or was Naval Marine Radio on HF from Cape Town, South Africa. The Canadian Beacon ZSJ is in Sandy Lake, Ontario. From John Perkins Canadian Radio News via IRC ADX Monitor. On 890 kHz, CJDC, Dawson Creek, BC, was heard just north of Toronto. February 23rd at 0538 UT, with a much stronger signal than WLS 890 Chicago. Historically, CJDC has a special place in the hearts of many Western Canadian broadcasters, as it provided the first job for many of them on AM and or TV, not just announcers, but also camera and engineering staff. Continuing discussion in IRCA about the Asian Rumler sidebands from China, what are they? Steve Witt says... I stumbled across this from DRM.org. Three government ministries, NRTA, MIIT, and SAMR, officially published a joint document in September 2023, actively guiding the Chinese automotive industry to support DRM, an AM band. 
and encourage province transmission stations to broadcast domestic DRM services. Perhaps this is what is happening. However, comparing the signals audibly and visibly, Nick Hallpatch replies, I don't think DRM and the rumbler are related. Manuel Mendez in Spain says, Most days it's inactive, but on February 27th, Radio Congo Brazzaville was on 6115 from 1754 until off at 1831 in French with news at 1800. Dan Robinson says the best remote receiver to pick this up is the one in Ticino, Switzerland. The signal gradually fades in after 1730 UT. February 24th at 0653 UT, I had three Cuban signals on the 11 megahertz band. None of them supposed to be there on 12,000, the second harmonic of 6,000 in English, but just barely audible. And also jamming on 12060, that's a second harmonic of 6030, where it hits Radio Marti, but nothing of Marti on the 12 megahertz frequency. Furthermore, more jamming from Cuba on 11930 when Marti is off, but hitting Romania. After having been on for a few days, Radio Revelle was missing again from 5025, February 28th at 0134. Filed under Europe about Pirate Charleston Radio. Alan Rowe in the UK says, Heard 27 February from TuneIn at 1945 on 5135 instead of 5140. Probably due to interference from 5143. But the next day, February 28th, Alan Pennington forwards this to the British DX Club. From Harry Richmond, sad news about Charleston Radio International on their FB as of 28 Feb. Charleston Radio International is shut down by authorities today. It's history, and I thank you for listening and posting over the years. The project was made for 100 years of AM radio. I hope you remember me fondly. Bye-bye. Three men took the transmitter with them. We were nice to each other, so now I wait for the penalty bill. Other reports imply it was probably in Germany or Switzerland. Also filed generally under Europe, we'll see why. This from Nordiex via Karikalio in Finland. Radio Igloo will be on the air this weekend via four different European radio stations. The West Coast DX Club has a listening camp in a cabin at the woods north of Gothenburg. To draw attention to this, Radio Igloo will be on the air with a new program, a mix of info and music with Swedish artists. For the first time, the program will be broadcast simultaneously from at least four different transmitters on different frequencies from different locations in Central Europe. Saturday, March 2nd, 1600 UT on 5010 or 5040, 5840, 6260, and 6300 kHz or free frequencies nearby. And presumably the program will be broadcast the following day at 14 UD, only on 6300. Richard Langley in New Brunswick has been hearing a DRM signal from France around 9565. It came on the air just before 0230 UT, 28 February, in DRM, and it turned out to be RFI Musique, one of the four RFI streams, not RFI Monde or RFI Afrique, as might have been heard previously. Transmission ended at 0257. I don't know if RFE Music has ever been on shortwave before. But the next night, 29 February at 0230, feed was back to the RFE Mond network. February 24th at 1620, I was hearing Amharic on 15710.102. That's an RMI brokered clandestine for Ethiopia called Moresh Voice of Amhara, 
Saturdays only at 16 to 16.30. On the WRMI website, I see another broadcast listed, but apparently not on the air yet, as everything is there, but the frequency to be confirmed. It's daily at 17 to 18 UT, in Amharic to Somalia, which must be a mistake, on behalf of Mereja, M-E-R-E-J-A. They have quite a well-developed website, partly in English, but I don't see anything about radio. They do have television or video. M-E-R-E-J-A dot com. These comments by Kai Ludwig about Deutsche Welle, weekly broadcast to Sudan. It started last June, their first Arabic service since 2009. They used to run on work days and were supposed to cease at year end. This did not happen. But since late November, it's curtailed to a single 45-minute edition per week. That's still more than what comes out of BBC, who made a big fuss about their lifeline, but had no scruples to cut it when the next big thing overshadowed Sudan. Now DW broadcasts Sudan each Wednesday. There are contradictory versions of the details, but according to HFCC, 1215 to 1300 via Isidun, France, on 15390 and 17570, plus 1830 to 1915 from now in Germany, on 11830 and 15275. Apparently intended to continue beyond March 30th, well, there could be frequency changes. German observers think that what takes place in Sudan is a classic proxy war, in this case between Egypt and Saudi Arabia on one side and the UAE on the other. Don't expect German foreign politics to do anything about it, not just because of Baerbock. The UAE are a supplier of LNG, so Deutsche Welle does actually still more than expected. Also, it could be that their Bundesliga broadcast will cease at your end. It looks as if DW's sports department will no longer exist in 2025, according to sportjournalist.de. Joe Hannon in New Jersey replies, DW will only offer the first few months of next season's Bundesliga soccer matches on shortwave in Hausa until December, and that's it. They have lots of people in Nigeria tuning in to the weekly matches. Sad news, it'll end due to cost-cutting. Alan Rowe in England says, Channel 292, Germany is back on the air. Third frequency, 3955, heard 29 February at 1850, and confirmed on their website. However, Leslie Illingworth in Bremerhaven replies, excessive modulation on 3955, more than 200%. On my Kiwi Spectrum carrier is almost gone, just excessive mod. You can't listen longer than a couple of minutes. When silence between music, you can hear cross-modulation from their other two frequencies. Upon Asilomar State Beach, California, Ron Howard says, I find it rather ironic that Voice of Indonesia 3325, which for a very long time had little to no audio, now has greatly improved modulation, but have noticed recently that the formerly often heard RRI Nabiri 7289.93 has been off the air when checking after 0745 UT. That was as of February 23rd. Manuel Mendes in Spain reports on Liberia 6050. ELWA back on the air after three days of absence. February 25th signing on at 0600 until 0635 with religious songs in English and an ID at 0616. I occasionally have a just barely audible carrier on 6130. And this is probably it reported by Ralphus W. Perry in Illinois in the NASA flash sheet. Radio Europe Netherlands. Heard February 21st with country music at 06.45, a robot DJ in Dutch at 6.50. And also on February 24th at 07.20 with Bee Gees. 
and a robot ID at 733 for Radio Europe. This is not a pirate, but one of those little power license stations. WRTH says 100 watts. I continue to hear a signal slightly below 11515, believed to be the pirate Hikari FM from Arizona or Sonora. Such as February 26th at 0710, finally with some barely audible modulation. 11514.95 variable. Rick Barton in Arizona also reports it February 24th at 2200 with announcements and music in Japanese. What about 11514.8? And on February 25th at 1730, very unusual sounding music, mostly undermodulated. J-pop sounding stuff, like often heard on Radio Nikkei 2 from Japan. This heard most of the day on numerous rechecks. And Rick Barton in Arizona also reports another surprise daytime frequency from Antichrist Pirate YHWH. February 24th at 2110 on 11.875 a.m. In progress at TuneIn with the usual Yahweh or the Highway lecture from the operator Josiah Elias. Inaudible by 2145. On this occasion, it was also being heard by Eric Fetterswalp in Washington State around 2130. It is into the KFS remote in California. When the noise level allows, I hear an ND beacon in Henrietta, Oklahoma, on 267 kilohertz, H-E-T, such as February 26 at 0729. However, I could copy it better, tuned to 265 USB. The major listings at dxinfocenter.com and RNA show it's the only station on 267 kilohertz anywhere, a clear channel worldwide. For me, it's 200 kilometers away, south of Tulsa with 25 watts. Richard Langley says, I monitor Radio Romania International in French and English in the late afternoon after I get home from the University of New Brunswick. It's a great RRI signal as received here. There is no other NATO partner so close to the front line that has such a good shortwave broadcast easily received in North America. Maybe Turkey, but they are also buddies with Russia. Romania is a strong NATO partner and the news program often has a report on how Romania is supporting NATO and Ukraine against the Russian invasion. It's called the Eastern Flank. Slava Ukraini. I've been hearing RRI in English at 0630 on 11930. It was surprisingly good on February 23rd, the best signal on the band, with no Cuban jamming, but the next night losing out the jamming against nothing else, since Radio Marti is not on that frequency. My standard remark, never pick a frequency ever jammed by Cuba. Via kilohertz, megahertz, and gigantic hertz. World of Radio 2232. A non-commercial service, like our website, worldofradio.com. No new contributions to acknowledge this week, which might have been sent by money order or check on a U.S. bank to Glenn Hauser, PO Box 1684, ENID, OK, 73702. Or not necessarily in U.S. funds, via PayPal to WORADIO at yahoo.com. We're still hearing that horrible buzz roar for many hours on 11820, the Saudi Arabia transmitter trying to carry Republic of Yemen radio. Here's a sample as recorded by Zaharias Liangas via remote in Kuwait. <laughs> That was at 0729 UT, February 25th. When I've heard it much later in the day, there's just been the noise and no program modulation. Ed Sylvester, the Navy dude who lives in Riyadh, said on February 25th, 
Let's collect the data as I am scheduled to visit the Saudi Broadcasting Authority next week. Switzerland Anon, Alan Roforth, this from CMOX account. My next radio broadcast for the first time from now in Germany on the 2nd of March, 1330 UT, 21600 AM to Southeast Asia, 86 degrees, 125 kilowatts. Showing my mixed music program featuring music from Juno Reactor, Tchaikovsky, Sadin Ding, D Block, and Estefan and C.M. Obrecht himself. I notice on the Radio Taiwan International website that the last status update show featuring Chris has already gone on the air in February. Certainly a unique name, but that's actually their letterbox or mailbag or listener contact show. Alan Holder on the Isle of Wight replies Since the departure of longtime hosts Shirley Lynn and John Van Trieste, this program and others in RTI English have seen a succession of presenters on what appears to be short-term contracts. The new man, Phil Leskovsky, hails from Slovakia. I believe they also have a Ukrainian on staff. As for co-host Sharon Lynn, far too much laughter for my liking. Major changes to their programming have taken place over the last year or so, but to me, RTI broadcasts are still far superior to the output from CRI. A shame they have lost so many shortwave listeners, especially in the Americas, after the cancellation of Florida relays. And now there's only one daily shortwave release for English, via Tamsui Taiwan itself on 9405 at 1600. Most correspondence these days seems to come from QSL collectors in South Asia. As we've noted before, that program appears on Tuesday and or Wednesday. Something's always erroneous at Emmerlair or a riot Ankara concerning Voice of Turkey. I check almost every day for their English broadcast to North America at 23 UT, supposed to be on 5960. It was on the air February 23rd, but did not stop before midnight. It stayed on, as happens at least once a week, in German for an hour that's not supposed to be on shortwave. And this time it was still on past 01 UT as they started Portuguese, which is now supposed to be on 7280 to which they abruptly switched about 0104. On February 24th, they also ran past midnight February 25th for at least part of an hour in German, 5960. On Sunday, February 25th, the letterbox program was already underway when I tuned in at 2319, and it was over by 2333, the exact time and length of it very widely. On February 26th, at least the second half of the English hour at 2330 was nothing but music. What became of the spoken programming? On February 28th, there was no signal at all. On 59.60, even into U20, nor on the possible incorrect frequency 96.10. I'm accustomed to checking and measuring all the WBCQ frequencies in the hour before Alan and Angela worldwide. UT Saturdays at 0100. On February 24th, this is what I found. At midnight 35, 3265 was off. 5130.252, all Trump, all the time. 6159.931, the Overcomer Ministry, Brother Scared, Tombs. 7489.951, the FKB Gospel Huckster. 9330, exactly, World's Last Chance Radio in Portuguese. From spot checks during the program, we gleaned a bit of info. He says they have a 100 kilowatt rig in storage and BCQ will always remain as analog as possible, so it will still be operable if there's a disaster. However, by February 28th at 0718, we noticed that the Trump frequency was off the air. 
So now it's no Trump, none of the time. Still off February 29th, but only at night. But in the daytime, we checked via the New Hampshire remote. It was supposedly running 24-7. I wonder what the problem is. Surely WBCQ is not censoring the dear leader. Just to be sure, it's a transmission problem and not propagation. 6160 was still being heard. On February 23rd, this from Bill Tilford. From the Isle of Music and Uncle Bill's Melting Pot will be doing its final broadcast on WBCQ in March and migrating to Europe in April. It was a good nine-year run. The limited resources available to both programs can be more effectively focused in Europe. Many thanks to Alan and Angela Wiener for their wonderful support during my stay and my gratitude. However, the WBCQ website erroneously kept listing him as the person to contact about WBCQ programs, which was not what he was doing. He says, I look forward to reconnecting with my former European audiences in April. North, Central, and South American listeners should still be able to catch the show via web SDRs. And then a later announcement a few days later. The last broadcast of From the Isle of Music from WBCQ The Planet will be March 3rd from 22 to 23 UT on 7490. I assume he means 23 to 24. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as usual. Says thank you for your steadfast support over the years. Unfortunately, North American listeners have not been nearly as enthusiastic as those in Europe. And I lack the financial resources to do justice to both. I certainly cannot blame lack of publicity, which has been ample. I'll let you know April's time and frequency in Europe once finalized. But North Americans will probably need to use a web SDR to catch the show. The last episode will be a killer Cuban dance party. I'm going out with a bang, not a whimper. While WTWW was missing from 5085, UT February 24th, I got this message, this update from George McClintock. Had been off the air because Ted had wired the tuning mechanism backwards. When trying to tune it beyond mid-range, it broke. The engineer from Continental has been working on the number one transmitter. He says it's not just repairing, but restoring it as everything was wrong, thanks to Ted. The Harris number three transmitter is also being worked on. And a reminder, as I mentioned at the outset, World of Radio is now scheduled on WTWW 5085 UT Saturdays at 0500. Mike Terry forwards a story from TheHill.com by Pete Gaynor, February 24th, titled, The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act Will Help Protect Our Emergency Infrastructure. On February 22nd, millions of Americans lost complete access to their cellular reception thanks to signal blackouts that crossed the entire country. While unfortunate, this demonstrates just how crucial it is for Congress to begin shoring up the U.S. emergency infrastructure. Losing cell service for significant periods does not just present work and scheduling inconveniences. It also poses grave threats to public safety. During the peak of the February 22nd outages, various first responders made this point abundantly clear. When disasters strike, the citizenry needs access to life-saving information. Cell towers and internet signals are notorious for going down in such instances. They are extremely vulnerable to bad weather and the traffic spikes that frequently occur in emergencies. As highlighted by a Reuters report, which indicated Moscow may be developing a space nuclear weapon to knock out key U.S. infrastructure satellites. Cell towers and internet signals are also highly vulnerable to malign foreign influence campaigns. The first strike capability such a weapon presents could prevent Americans from communicating through these channels. Congress, FEMA, Department of Homeland Security, and the FCC 
created an emergency management system capable of withstanding even the worst disasters. The national public warning system and the emergency alert system exceeded all expectations. But some automakers had begun to compromise America's public warning systems by removing AM radios from their car dashes. Problematic because AM radio is the foundation of both the NPWS and EAS. It is time for Congress to pass the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. We hope they listen to the nation's leading public safety experts and act before the consequences of inaction become tragically significant. The author Pete Gaynor served as administrator of FEMA and acting secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. As reported last week, Radio Vanuatu was back on the air as of February 20th, 7260, but it has been missing again when I checked after 07UT on February 25th, 26th, and 29th, nor on other possible frequencies, 9960 or 7890. Remember that? It was the second harmonic of 3945. Not to mention what used to be the best of all, the third harmonic, 11835, which they succeeded in eliminating. I already dealt with a buzz on 11820 under S for Saudi Arabia, but here's more about that same thing filed under Yemen Nam. Andy Reid in Ontario says, Thank you, Saudi Arabia, for wrecking a perfectly listenable signal from the BBC on 11825. That's during the 23 UT hour. However, Walt Samani of NBC says that's no problem at all. They're far enough apart. Andy replies, I hope the Beeb is aware of this and will plant themselves on a new frequency next month. 11825 had been good in Ontario all winter. It will likely fade out for the summer. However, just in from Andy Reid, February 29th at 23.44 UT, he says, BBC in the clear tonight on 11825. No buzz, 11820 is quiet. Also just in from Ron Howard, so out of order, about Korea South. Voice of Freedom on alternate frequency now, 6045. Free of jamming, February 29th while the former 5920 is still strongly jammed by North Korea. When clear of jamming, VOF is heard with very good reception. Between 12 and 14 UT. In the IRCA group, Peter Jernikoff says, The April 2024 issue of Sky and Telescope contains a layman's article that discusses the potential impact of the moon's shadow on AM broadcast station reception. As the shadow glides across the U.S. during the forthcoming Total Solar Eclipse, April 8th. It's pages 62 to 65, apparently already available in PDF. Andrea Lavendel in Italy replies, in a similar story about the 2017 eclipse, the same author, Joe Rao, R-A-O, invited to look at the AWRL-sponsored 2017 Solar Eclipse QSO party. The initiative's results page at pamsci.org refers to a study by Nick Hall-Patch, with AMDX observations of the event presented at the IRCA convention of 2018. Nick urged to start preparing for the 2024 eclipse and do some proper planning for some extraordinary medium-wave eclipse recordings. That's at hamsci.org. And Nick Hallpatch himself replies, Joe Rao also covered the 2017 total solar eclipse in Sky and Telescope. In fact, HAMSCI is preparing for medium-wave monitoring at the time of the upcoming solar eclipse. Has already run a monitoring program during the annular eclipse of 14 October 2013, with rather a lot of data files resulting from it. Those who took part in the annular eclipse project will be getting updates very shortly. More details see hamsci.org/mw-recordings. 
the propagation outlet from SWPC issued February 26th. Solar activity expected to be at moderate levels through the 2nd of March, when region 3590 rotates off the visible disk, while flare potential will likely decrease substantially from the 2nd of March through the end of the period, a chance for M-class activity will remain due to multiple significant regions on the far side of the sun due to rotate back onto the visible disk. Geomagnetic field likely to be mostly quiet and candidacies of 5 and 2 straight through from February 29th to March 23rd. Solar flux declining from 180 February 29th to 160 March 13th and 14th. Sending back up to 180 by March 20th. Please feel free to check our website for much more information, worldofradio.com. With many thanks to all our stations and contributors, Glenn Hauser inviting you to hear me again next week as I conclude World of Radio 2232 with a standard disclaimer.